When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. And what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Producer Lindsay. Thanks, Meadow. So this is basically just an excuse for me to talk about wrestling because, you know, big fan of WWE. But according to a recent report from the LA Times, WrestleMania, which sold out two nights at SoFi Stadium back in early April, had a huge positive economic impact on the area. WrestleMania generated $215 million in economic impact for the LA region, and the two-night event was attended by nearly 170,000 fans, making it the highest grossing and most attended event in WWE history. Damn. And, according hmm. to the report, out-of-town visitors stayed an average of 4.1, I don't know where the point one comes from, but whatever, average of 4.1 nights in the LA area with more than half of attendees coming from outside of SoCal. So that's pretty cool. Hope they have it back here again. Damn. Wow. So they people come from... I guess people, people come travel from all that, over huh? the world for, for WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I Some mean, you have a chance to come to watching. LA. And spend it. I mean, you wrestling know, is huge. I, I, I can't. I can't hate on that. Right? I, I'm not a wrestling guy, but I will appreciate what's going on with that because their fans are rabid. They're yes, fantastic, 100%. and they go everywhere. I always felt like <laughs> WWE wrestlers deserve acting awards oh, because yeah. they're forced to stand in front of camera on microphone and say ridiculous things and not break into laughter. Yeah, uh, Freddie Prince, who. Our good friend from the station, an actor, he wrote for WWE, mm-hmm. and he had a podcast about this where he would talk about how he had to teach these wrestlers how to be actors, yeah, and how to teach them to stay in character and how not to laugh right. at some of this stuff, how to deliver that stuff. And like, like I went to one wrestling event years ago, and it was at I think it might have been like a SummerSlam back at the Staples Center. It was because Eddie Guerrero was there, the late great mm. Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. You know? I lie, I cheat, or we lie, we cheat, we steal from El Paso. Like, that's all. <laughs> I just want, and I bought a T-shirt that said Latino Heat. Uh-huh. I just went for that guy, right? I'm like, oh my god, I've been in here for Laker games and it's been loud. Mm-hmm. That SummerSlam thing was out of control. It was one of the funnest things I've ever done. It is. I mean, it is amazing the the passion the fans have for that sort yeah. of thing. And I was never into it, but like I respect I respect the whole the whole organization, yeah. the whole setup for it, man. And Gabriel Glitch's Fluffy the comedian actually recently had a wrestling party for his birthday. Okay. Uh, I got invited, but I was uh, out of town. I just had to drop that in there. I got invited, <laughs> you know. But you had to come dressed up as wrestlers and he is a huge a WWE fan. Okay. And he had in his conference room in his compound when he has his meetings, it's all wrestlers on the wall. Wow. You walk in there and I'm like Gabe, like you're having Hollywood meetings. He's like, look, I've made it. They can look at my damn right, wrestling. Exactly. They can look at my wrestling. So there it is. <laughs> Heck yeah. There it is, Lindsay. What do you need to know? All right, did I do that right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Thank you, Beto. All right. 
So now what do we do? Well, thank you to me, actually. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. I did what you need to know, so I'm just saying, you know. All right, so. Thank you. So now we talk. See, I'm so used to being the smart aleck on the other side that I don't pay attention to the actual details. <laughs> so, I, like, now he has to pay attention in class. Is what? Yes, happens. this is like I. Well, here can't, I can't cheat off anybody right now. You want an example? I feel like like Sedano would say something like, "Well, speaking of wrestling." Oh, speaking of wrestling, Charlie Sheen had to wrestle away. Blah blah oh! blah. You know, something like that. That, that is a master class. Yeah. Look, at that. That. Say. Look at that. Look at that. Speaking of wrestling, Marcus Grant is here. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that one doesn't work so good, but All you know, right. I'll give it a um, try and try. Speaking of wrestling, the Vallejo Vigilante. No, no. Don't we actually do work. have a minor league team, like an independent league team oh, there now. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I still keep up with stuff like that from my hometown. Yeah. Marcus Grant is in here, uh, new member here at 710 ESPN. Catch him on the NFL Network during fantasy football. And we will have a segment about fantasy football because draft is around pretty soon. Oh, it's soon. coming. It's coming. And I, I was telling Lindsay this, like, look, our, so I have different group at the baseball group chat and then mm-hmm. i got the fantasy football group chat that mm-hmm. only active during the season but they're starting to have people hey what are we doing we already right. got a draft date labor day weekend but it's, okay what's on the menu are we getting the hibachi man are we getting the taco man or what are we getting here those are the important questions that's all i care about those are the important questions but that's all i care about so that's important so marcus grant from nfl network uh follow him on twitter m-a-r-c-a-s-g and the circle of trust has welcomed you we're having some fun here marcus you know usc alum he knows his baseball, yeah. knows what's going on. So, you know what? Let me have a little baseball segment. We know the Dodgers and the Padres can go at it, but we're not going to be breaking down games. Come on, you already know what's going on. It's right. Friday. It's Friday. Let me give you something to make you sound smart when you're at uh, your game tomorrow. Right? Okay. Whether you're at the soccer game or your kid's uh, quarterback training. So, here's some stuff for you. All right. I like these in this day in history stuff. So, okay. I follow a bunch of different accounts, whether it's Regular history, like I love military history. Okay, but the baseball one's always good. Um, so today in baseball history, I'm gonna give you three different ones. Charlie Sheen, remember him? Yeah, yeah. Big actor. Yeah. One spot out all of right field at the old Angel Stadium to try to catch a home run ball. Carlos Estevez, not to be confused with the Angels closer of the same name. Well, you don't want to be Carlos Estevez today after giving it up yesterday to the Mariners. <laughs> Probably not so much. <laughs> but yeah, and Carlos Estevez the. Closer actually mm. knows Charlie Sheen. They have a relationship. That's cool. When from Cleveland, of course. Uh, but in this day, Charlie Sheen uh, bought a ball for ninety three thousand five hundred dollars. It was the Mookie Wilson ball. Oh, the one that went through Bill, Bill Buckner's, Buckner's legs. legs. Yeah, it was uh, a ball that was famous in nineteen eighty six. Arthur Richmond, the team's traveling secretary, who was given the ball that night by right field umpire Ed Montague, had it. Gave the ball uh, up for auction, and it all went to charity. So Charlie Sheen bought that ball uh, in the 90s for $93,500. Wow. I mean, I know he's a big baseball yeah. memorabilia guy. You mentioned him trying to buy out right field at yeah. Dodger Stadium. so he oh, could... Angel Stadium. The Angel Stadium. One, before they redid it, when okay. it was still the Ram Stadium. And he didn't catch anything. Nothing, catch nothing went out there. But I think he tried to do it for Dodger Stadium when Barry Bonds was going to break a record. Oh, did he? Too? He tried to, and I think he kind of got publicly shamed for it, so he ended up not yeah. doing it. That was the old Dodger Stadium left field. Like, nah, man, we're yeah, going to sell think those he, tickets. He, yeah, I think we he, have people coming. He got publicly shamed for it, and he sort of backed off of it. I also know he tried to buy a uh, guy named Dwayne Kuyper, played for the, the Cleveland Indians for a long time, it was like the Giants. I think he's the Giants Cleveland! radio. Yeah, Giants, this is for you! Giants radio right now. Dwayne Kuyper hit. One career home run in his life. His whole major league career, he one home run. Uh, Charlie Sheen tried to buy the ball off of it. He's like, he's like, I'm not giving that ball up. He's like, it's my only major league home run. I'm not <laughs> selling that to you. You crazy? That's you, collectors are interesting, but Charlie is definitely different. All right, have you ever worked in the same city 
Oh, I mean, have you ever worked in two cities on the same day? Um, I'm going to say no. All right, because in our business, we do a bunch of different we things. We do a lot right? of things. We move around. I mean, so it's not uncommon, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I ever have. Okay, so like you've, uh, okay, back in your minor league days in mm-hmm. Stockton and Visalia, yep. uh, you probably arrived to the stadium the day you were playing, right? Usually, yeah. You drive. Like the, in Mexico, my friends that are playing down in the Mexican leagues, they say they fly that morning at 6 a.m., and then they land at like 2 p.m., and they got to be at the park at 4. Ugh. Like that's just, That's exhausting. That's, so on this day in 1982, Joe Youngblood. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a name for you. You're like, all right, come on. Go I, I, rem- I remember him. Why are you going old man on me, Beth? I remember but him. But this is cool. This is good information for you people. So Joe Youngblood was playing a day game, right? Mm-hmm. He was traded during the game. He was in Chicago, and he was traded to the Expos who were in Philly. So during the game, he left. Hey, right. you've been traded. Hey, Philly's not that far away. Gets on a plane. Goes, gets to Philly, plays for the Expos, and he collects a hit. He had hits in a day game and a night game for two different cities. He was an all-star, two historic hits off the future Hall of Famers he hit. Yeah. Ferguson Jenkins in Chicago, and then Steve Carlton in That's Philly. the part about it. Like, he got two hits for two different teams in two different cities against two Hall of Famers. Yeah. That's a hell of a day. Well, here's the thing, though. He drove in the winning run in the morning game, in the afternoon game. Winning run. Hey, thanks for getting us the victory. <laughs> by the way. By the way, uh, here's your plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> we got a cab We got a cab for you outside to take you to the airport. There it is. To the Expos. Oh, I love their uniforms, too. The, ex- the Expos, that red, white, and blue hat is, mm-hmm. is still the greatest so, hat in Major League history. Their powder blues that Gary Carter would wear. So clean. So smooth. I'm a, I'm a uniform guy. I love that kind of stuff. All right. And one more from this date in baseball. Remember Robin Ventura? Oh, yeah. Nolan Ryan? Yeah. Oh, that was today. That's, that's amazing. See, here's the thing. Robin Ventura's mistake wasn't necessarily charging the mound against Nolan Ryan. It was that he hesitated. Like, he was he was unsure of himself, and then he got locked up. Yeah, so the video's out there, and you've seen the pictures where Nolan Ryan's pitching uh, with his bloody mouth after he gave uh, the knuckle sandwich <laughs> to Robin Ventura. So I've always wondered this. And, and today I saw the video, and it was out there on that account. And I'm like, okay, the... I'm like, wait a minute. He hit him. Yeah. Got into a fight. And, and Ventura, Ventura got kicked out. Ventura got kicked out. But why was uh, Nolan Ryan allowed to stay in? So I started doing some digging. Do you mm-hmm. know why? I do not. Okay. So I started doing digging because this is what happens to me. I should have been doing some stuff for the kids. I should have been doing some stuff. Like some play. actual productive work. I should have been booking my flight to Syracuse instead, instead of, of Sarasota. Instead of Sarasota. Yeah. I, lo- I did the research. I started going into this. And because Nolan Ryan... Was Nolan Ryan? <laughs> Mister Mister Ryan gets yeah. to stay. He was forty six years old and let him stay. The umpire Richie Garcia said Ryan was justified and he should have been able to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, what, what are you doing here? I mean, I just think it's funny that Robin Ventura gets embarrassed because he gets beat up by Nolan Ryan and then he gets kicked out of the game. But wait, there's more. Okay, so, <laughs> during his career, Nolan Ryan plucked one hundred and fifty eight batters. Uh, it was his final hit by pitch in his career, Robin Ventura. Wow, really? Yeah, it was his final season. Huh. That year, he hit one batter, Robin, Robin Ventura. Ventura. Wow. So the uh, the Rangers and the White Sox had been going back and forth the previous couple of years. They've been beefing about it. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, the second time that Ventura came up, he got hit. Um, and Ryan said, quote, after the game, if you didn't think he did it on purpose, you don't know the game. I'm all right. He gave me a couple of noogies, but that was about it. couple of noogies. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Ryan, it was just self-preservation. I didn't expect that to happen. I was trying to pitch him inside. 
Okay. Okay, Nolan. Okay. Sure. You had to hit anybody all year long and you <laughs> drill them between <laughs> like, the numbers. The one, the one time. Just thought self-preservation. I like this one though from Ryan. I'm not a big believer in fights, but we do whatever it takes to win. He's 46 years old. Old man strength came in, right? But the manager of the White Sox got kicked out because Ryan didn't get kicked out. So the manager came out and argued, how come Ryan gets to stay and he gets he tossed? He gets tossed. This whole thing's making my brain itch. Right? There's just so much going on. This is what happened. I did for this for an hour instead of answering Laura or Lindsay, right? <laughs> and then to go full circle, and you'll love this. Ventura, his managerial debut in 2012 mm-hmm. against who? The Texas Rangers? Yep. Nolan Ryan? Nolan Ryan, mm-hmm. the team president. <laughs> it all came through. So this day in baseball, we get you Charlie Sheen, we get you Joe Youngblood, and we get you Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura. Coming up, finally we're going to get some fantasy football advice from our good friend Marcus Grant. He's filling in for... Me, I'm filling in for George. We're all filling in for you on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Dang. I know you had that bumping. D-P-G. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you drive at USC? Ooh, what did I drive? I think I drove a beat up. Well, my first year I drove a 1977 Ford Fiesta, and then I upgraded oh, that wow. to a 1989 Toyota Tercel. Oh, you had a good bucket. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I bet you had a good radio. Uh, I did, of course I did. <laughs> pull out or uh, faceless? Uh, no, it was it was pull out. Okay, you know, like when when I first got the car, uh, the the Fiesta, like all it had was like. Wait, hold one, on, I gotta Google that. I don't even know what that is. It was a nineteen seventy seven Ford Fiesta. You it know it had. It not had, a nineteen seventy seven. The new ones look really nice compared to this one. It was like a it, it was like an old hatchback, and it had like one speaker and AM radio. Like that's all it had when I first got it. And I had to upgrade. Oh, the whole that system. is a hoopty. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was my first car. That made it. That was, wait, that was in your USC car. That was no. So like I, you drove that to USC, Marcus. I drove it my second semester. The first semester I didn't have it. I drove it after Christmas because I had an internship and I had to get from downtown to Pasadena. So my that parents were like, it? that made it to Pasadena uh, each and every week. And I loaded everything from my freshman dorm. I had like, I had a, 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 a space just big enough to see out of the back through my <laughs> rear view mirror. I think I had stuff on my lap as I drove back to the Bay Area with it at the end of my freshman year. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not mocking because we all had buckets to begin with, right? Uh, but damn, Marcus, like you pull up to SC, you got the Benz. You get the Land Rover and the and Range Rovers. Me. And then uh, there was me and my Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Good for yep. you. It builds character, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But you still had the radio, though, right? Still had the radio. Yeah. And then the Tercel afterwards? The Tercel. Tercel was a good little car. It was a nice little car, man. I, I, I rolled that thing for a while. Um, to the wheels fall off. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no matter what, right? We, we might have, have a bucket, have but we're going to have a good radio. Always have to have sound. 
Exactly. Always had to have sound. My first car was a Volkswagen Bug, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it looked cool. It had one color, so it was right? good. It was nice. But I bought myself an amp. I got my boy Steezo got some a wire, and mm-hmm. we, we uh, put it underneath the seat. Did you have the rattle in the trunk? Oh, I got I had the, uh, the subwoofer. <laughs> yeah. Right behind the seat was enough space for a, a, a bass tube. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Alan Edge hooks me up, bro. <laughs> I, I, I was like, yeah. So he's like, okay, you can drive down. My first CD I bought, you know, from Columbia Warehouse. I think, of course, I, I stole all my money. Right. Uh, you know, the Easy E and the Snoop and all that, the Dog Pound, all that it's, good stuff. You know, man. It, you know, they always like tricked you. You're like, yeah, just one cent for all these CDs. You're like, oh yeah, you didn't like read the fine print. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> and collections of sixteen. You know, <laughs> yeah, Columbia House could find you wherever you went, like a bloodhound, mm-hmm. man. That's why I have three different names. <laughs> <laughs> John Smith is here on 710 ESPN, <laughs> along with Marcus Grant. Follow him on Twitter, M-A-R-C-A-S. Uh, part of the NFL Network, part of the fantasy world over at NFL Network. Now a new teammate here at 710 ESPN. All right, Marcus, we're not going to inundate you with all this fantasy talk okay. on the first day. On the first uh, day. Yeah, not August 2nd or 3rd, whatever day Whatever it is. it is. But as we get closer, you know, in a couple weeks out, once we see the cuts and once we start seeing things. But mm. right now, there's some people that are like, I need a fix. Okay. Right? They might not be baseball fans. They're definitely not Pac-12 fans anymore because it's RIP. But they're like, okay, if I get this pick or I get this pick. So I'm going to keep it a little local here. Because, all right. All right, I'm going to work, start with the Chargers. Okay. Because we're not going to get too de- in-depth with them because people were like, boo, Chargers. Then Rams and then the Raiders. We're going to keep it local here. All right. All right. Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Signs that big deal. Huge deal. I love him. Is he one of my top picks? He's going to be, I think right now, he's probably going to be maybe the fifth or sixth quarterback drafted. So you're probably looking for Justin Herbert, I would say, round six, seven in your draft right now. But he is going to be, I mean, he's a legit fantasy quarterback, right? Oh, absolutely. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, he's got good receivers. He's got Austin Eckler in the backfield. So, uh, you know, H- Herbert, if you have him as your quarterback, you will be fine this year. Do I draft him with my third pick? I would probably wait. Okay. Uh, I would wait a little bit because I think I think you're talking that early. The quarterbacks going that early are likely going to be your, you know, Mahomes. Mahomes goes one. Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, Allen, Jalen Hurts. You can sort of interchange them. They're going to okay. be your top quarterbacks off the board. Uh, the next grouping after that, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, probably in that second tier of quarterbacks. There, there. it is. So there the question is. was, he a top five quarterback? I just want to know where to pick him right there. Yeah. So, so Troy Lake in the circle of trust is like. Like drooling right now because we're talking fantasy <laughs> for it. He's all about it. All right, now which follows up? Austin okay. Eckler. Where do I take that guy? Eckler's a first round pick. Um, you could make still? a case. He's still a first okay. round pick. You can make a case that he might be the first running back taken. I think it's mm. either it's either him or Christian McCaffrey is the first running back off the board. But because. There aren't many guys who are going to play the number of snaps he plays, that gets the number of touches that he that he gets. And, I mean, nobody has scored more touchdowns than him the last two seasons. I think 38 touchdowns combined the last two seasons. He's still going to get a ton of work. He's he's going to be a high first-round pick. He may be gone by pick four or five. Really? Yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to stick with the Chargers. Last one, the receiving core. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, what are we looking at them? Those are mid-round guys. They're all really good guys. They're not going to be your your number one wide receiver. They may be your second wide receiver. Keenan so Allen. Keenan's a number two now. Keenan's kind of a number two. He's like a number two with like number one tendencies, right? See, that's what's interesting about fantasy. Your quarterback can be a stud, but right. your receiver still might be the number two in fantasy. Right, and it's, it's because... 
the Chargers have a lot of guys they can throw the ball to. They're going to spread it around, right? So Keenan's going to get his. Mike Williams is going to get his. Quentin Johnston, the rookie they drafted out of TCU, is going to get his. And, and I, you know, I had a chance to be down there on Monday at, at, at Charger training camp. You look at their wide receivers and their tight ends, it's like a basketball team. They've got size. Ooh. Right, they've got size <laughs> there. Um, so all those 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 wide receivers, Gerald Everett at tight end, Austin Eckler. There's so many guys to throw the ball to that it's hard for any one guy to get a ton of catches or a ton of receiving yards. Marcus Grant for NFL Network, newest teammate here on 710 ESPN, in for Sedano and Cap breaking down some fantasy football because that's the show he works on. What's it called? NFL Fantasy Live. What time? Three o'clock. What about Eastern? Six. All right, he passes the test. He doesn't have the, so I just think about it for a second. Like, what? The producers are like, get it right, Marcus. Get it right. <laughs> Marcus G on Twitter, M-A-R-C-A-S. Uh, just trying to pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. You know, fantasy football, the magazines are out there, the rankings are out there, everybody's doing something. And, like, think about it. It's like September. You're right it's around coming, the, right? right around the corner. Training camps are open, preseason starting. Look, it's happening. As soon as the kids go back to school, because everybody's going to start going back really soon, mm-hmm. then you can really focus on fantasy right. people. You don't have to go to drop your kids off at camp, no surf camp, no day camp, <laughs> no baseball camp, no more. You can lock in on your fantasy This is people. when you do that. Exactly. All right. Raiders. As a Bay Area guy, yep. you look at them and they're in Vegas. What the heck is Josh Jacobs going to do? Oh, he sighed. We he, got a Marcus side. Yeah, five twenty-two. So there's a Sedano side when he's upset with Cappy. You are upset is, at the Raiders. This is this is more of a Laura. Laura, listen this is this. This a, is a Marcus side at five twenty-two. This isn't like a, this isn't. I'm upset. This is a. I really don't know. Um, Josh Jacobs left Las Vegas, and and all reports are that he is unhappy with his situation and that he's gonna hold out. Uh, I think I think you know if you asked him privately, he would tell you he's a little bit upset that Saquon Barkley caved and signed a contract so quickly when all the running backs are sort of trying to be, uh, you know, a solidarity unit. I think he's going to be back in play, and I think right now, if you're doing drafts, because there are degenerates who have been drafting for months already. <laughs> I'm Don't tell of, me there's mock fantasy I'm drafts. Of, there are real fantasy drafts Wait, did happening. You say, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Well, that's your job. Though. Yeah, I know. It's like that's that's my excuse. Is that it's my job? Oh, it's not really your job, though, huh? You're doing uh, it. But you know, it's, like, it's research for research purposes. <laughs> that's why I'm doing that. Research, yeah, like purposes. when I go wine tasting, it's for research exactly. purposes. Exactly. I would say this: but if you are if you are drafting now and you want to draft early, this is the time to get Josh Jacobs because he's he's lasting until the fourth round in a lot of situations. And like, I think you can still draft him now. If we get closer to week one and he's still not there. It gets a lot scarier to draft him because he's not going to have any practice time. You don't know if he's going to show up. I bet, and this is just my my own personal feeling, he will be there. Maybe not, you know, for training for training camp, but I think first week, second week, he will be there for the Raiders. All right. So people are asking questions in the circle of trust about fantasy. Real quick, we'll get into a couple of them right there. So if you have a couple, we'll do them in this segment. So I see Drew Garcia, Troy Lake with a couple, and Vaquero with a couple of questions. So we, we'll get into those real quick. So get them in right now in the Circle of Trust. I'll check it out on Twitter. All right, the Rams. Cooper Cup, we saw him at practice yesterday mm-hmm. in street clothes, out there guiding the receivers, talking injury. It's a hamstring. Yeah, You hate hearing that with the receiver. I know it's only the beginning of August, but should we be worried? I think right now the Rams are just being cautious, especially after what happened last year with Cup, with so many guys getting hurt. I think it's a situation where the moment a guy gets a tweak, especially a guy as important as Cooper Cup, Sean McVay's like, you know what? I'm just going to shut him down. Yeah, and plus they don't play preseason. They don't play him in the preseason anyway. They're going to shut him down. I'm not really worried just yet. Cooper Cup is still a high first-round pick. You can make a case he's probably the second or third wide receiver taking. Again, he's another guy who's probably gone in the first five or six picks. 
Cooper Cup in the first five or six picks. Probably. Still. Still. With Matt Stafford. Here's the thing. When when Cooper Cup was healthy last year, he averaged more fantasy points per game than any wide receiver. He, I know he played with nine games, I think it was last year. He was balling on a team that didn't really do much offensively. I watched some of those games, and it's like you knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup. They still were making plays with him. All right, Drew Garcia. I uh, really dig Marcus Grant. There you go. Thanks, well, man. That's all you get your question read first. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the circle, my guy. Appreciate it. When do you draft a QB in a 12-man league? I tend to wait until like the fifth or sixth round. I want to get. I want to make sure I get at least one solid running back, a couple of wide receivers, maybe a tight end if I'm feeling saucy. Then around round five or six, I've been looking at guys like Lamar Jackson, uh, like Joe Burrow, uh, maybe Justin Fields, depending on how I feel. But but round five or six is when I feel comfortable making that move. The vice president of the Handsome Man community, Josh Jacobs, better be there. Raiders. <laughs> if you're a Raiders fan, you better hope he's there. Uh, El Vaquero says uh, running back position is going to be scary this year. Uh, exclamation mark. Too many questions at that position. All right. Is Bijan is is Robinson really worth a first-round pick? Yeah. He is. <laughs> you want to think is. about that? He is. No, he absolutely right, is. Because for, for the common fan, what team is he on? So, B. John Robinson is the Atlanta Falcons uh, rookie. I think he's Out of the Texas. Uh, University of Texas, I think he's the, what, the eighth overall pick. They drafted him really high this yeah. year. He didn't even play the bowl game. We were down there last year. He was like, nope. Yeah. Here's the thing it's, it's the case of, for us in fantasy, it's the perfect scenario of an incredibly talented player going into a great situation with an offense that wants to run the ball a lot. They're going to throw him the football. Um, he really looks like he's going to be that dude, and he's going to be gone by the end of the first round. End of the first round. Uh, Troy Lake, I'm heading to my fantasy draft now. Yeah, be there early, Troy Lake. <laughs> <laughs> you better take some booze. Oh, that guy's on my my daughter's club team. Hey, man, it's going to be hot tomorrow. Bring the cooler. <laughs> Bring the cooler to Mount Sac. Uh, Casper Villa, the man who brings a, a pin, and, and Casper, you better bring Marcus Grant a pin pretty soon. Uh, thoughts on drafting wide receiver heavy and not investing early on running backs. I think it makes sense. Um, you know, the, the wide receiver position, it's deep, but in a lot of drafts, it hollows out early. People are drafting them heavy early in the first few rounds. So I think you go and you get a couple in the first three rounds or so. Uh, I think if you wait till those middle rounds, round six, seven, there are some good running back values. Just understand, uh, you know, the, the names might not look super exciting to you on paper, but they could turn out to be good. And this is why you listen to Ma- Mason in Ireland, Travis and Slee. Sedano and Cap, because you're going to get all kinds of breakdowns on football as we progress. But Marcus Grant is ours today on this afternoon. All right, Marcus, last one. Fields, where's he going? Justin Fields, probably round seven, round eight. He's he's being drafted as a top eight quarterback. Uh, we'll see if he improves as a passer. But the one thing you know, you're going to get you know eight, nine hundred rushing yards out of him, and that goes a long way in fantasy. There it is. So just a little taste of fantasy football. We'll do more with that, Marcus, as fantasy football time is coming around later in the month. Uh, and by the way, the views and opinions of Marcus Grant regarding your fantasy team do not reflect how bad of an owner you are. If you <laughs> suck, you suck, man. <laughs> I can't do nothing about it. Yeah, don't draft a kicker. All right. So, I can give you the I, I can give you advice, but you're the one who sets yeah. the lineup. Janikowski is not on the board, right? He's. I mean, you can try. You can I wouldn't it. advise it. Oh, Daniel <laughs> Allen, zero running backs all day. El Vaquero, zero running backs. Estrajia right there. All right, so, hey, you do you, boo. Uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, Marcus, M-A-R-C-A-S-G. We're going to keep pumping his Twitter. Uh, don't tweet him and say, hey, what should I do with my fantasy team right now? Wait until he's back on the show. Today, just follow him and there say, is. hey, welcome to 710 ESPN. Uh, he's Marcus Grant. I'm Bethel Durant. Coming up, Radio Tinder on 710 ESPN. But tomorrow, it's going to be hot. You know what you're going to do? Not going to the beach. You're going to Irvine. 
Uh, 710's ESPN's unprecedented Rams training camp coverage continues at UC Irvine. Steve Mason, Kirk Morrison, live at 4 p.m. Get your free tickets before they sell out at rams.com slash training camp. Rams.com slash training camp. Makes Kirk some Pepe Mantilla, producer Lindsay Baseball. They'll be there. Or you can, if you're not there, listen live from 4 to 7 for a special edition of Rams Training Camp on 710 ESPN. Listen on the ESPN LA app or at the YouTube at ESPN Los Angeles. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Thanks, Christopher. Can't wait to hear that story about how he was founded. Uh, you know, Downey, the, the Mexican Beverly Hills, as LA Times called it. <laughs> Some fancy homes over there, man. Yeah. yeah that, oh, that's big time. That's All right. Big time. Yeah. I went to drive out to Downey to get some Tequila Mandala and visit the lovely Tequila Mandala headquarters. Yeah. And it was far. No, it's with not. traffic. With the traffic, though. With traffic, no, with traffic everything's far. I know, but it was like an hour from where I live, and I was like, I was just not expecting Maybe that. Maybe you're far. Yeah, I am far. <laughs> I was just very uh, surprised and, you know. And yes, Always Sunday in Philadelphia, f- hilarious Love that show. show. Love that show. Uh, Danny DeVito was in it. And also the man who owns uh, what, Wrexham soccer team. That's right. Ryan Reynolds' partner. Rob McElhinney. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of Danny DeVito. He's very funny. He's, he's was great. just in like a movie recently. Wait, the Haunted Mansion. He's in The Hunt. That's he's it. Yes. The, it's so good, by the way. Go see it. Is it? So, yeah. It's okay. really he was so good in Taxi. I made the well, bad. That's, a, that's old school. Yeah. That is old school. Yeah, I've never seen Taxi. Yeah, we were just talking about the, that. The, the it's a TV show, not not a movie, though. Yeah, do you even know what a taxi is? Actually, I take a taxi all the time from LAX. Oh, because you don't want to go Uber lot. Because it just takes forever. It's, it's a forever. pain in the butt. Yeah, the taxis are just right there. You walk up, you get your taxi, you go in. All right, take it away, producer Lindsay. All right, so motorist, oh, wrong one. That was actually for my What You Need to Know, and I started reading it prematurely. Oh, Excuse man. me, strike that, reverse Focus it, here. As, as Willy Wonka Small time, small time, as Morales So there's not a whole lot of headlines coming out of last night's Hall of Fame game featuring <laughs> the Jets and, you know, the Browns from Cleveland. <laughs> supposed to say Cleveland earlier, but oh. Uh, I've already said it I way just, too I just times. like to annoy you with it now, especially oh, you. Oh, you know what, you know what? <sighs> Beto sigh. Yeah. 5.34. <laughs> Mark it down. Uh, but anyway, one thing that everyone was buzzing about on social media came before kickoff with DeMarcus Ware singing the Star Spangled Banner. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Yes. So the reaction had yeah. people like pretty divided on the internet. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's, who's DeMarcus Ware? DeMarcus Ware is a Hall of Fame inductee. The former oh. Cowboy pass rusher? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Okay. Why is he singing? He's he's actually. I know who he is. I'm just asking, like, who is this guy to be singing? He, What's wrong he, with you? He is called music, his first love, oh. when he did um, 
uh, an essay in the Players Tribune. He's like a big, you know, music guy. Considers himself very musically inclined. So I'm gonna let you guys be the judge of that. I'm gonna play part of it, and then I'm gonna like skip towards the end where he brings it home. So hold your reactions for the end, please. All right, microphone off. What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming? I mean, have you have you heard enough? Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? So I, you know, hold on, Marcus. <laughs> do you know him? I don't know him personally. Okay, I mean, I know, I know who he is. No, no. Like, so <laughs> it might get worse. It, it's, oh, it got worse? I want to hear the worse. Oh, that it got was, worse. I mean, Wait, it wasn't, it, that wasn't bad. It, that, was, it, it, it was solid. Wasn't, I mean, it wasn't great. Okay, but, but let's get to the bad. If it's bad, I'm all for it. Trainwreck, let's go. Okay, okay. Well, let me know what you think of this of this part first while I, I fast forward to that. I'm not going to kill this guy, man. I just, I, I remember I, I was watching it. I, I had it on. I was like making dinner. I was like this. That sounded better than when I was watching it live. I agree. I feel yeah. like it did sound a little better on the air than the, like the first time I listened to it. Because I, I get, I tend to get secondhand embarrassment for people like that. And yes. so like I had to, I had to like, you know, switch the channel while I was making dinner. And then I came back and I'm like, this is going on for a really, it's still on. It's, it's a long, it's long. Um, this this sounded better though than when yeah, I saw it last wasn't night. Bad because it, it first of all, singing the anthem is hard. It's a hard song. Okay, he's you know, he, he it's he's an athlete. I know. I just want to say I feel like there's a sweetness. to I was it waiting too. for a Carl Lewis. No, kind no, of it wasn't moment. that bad. That's why I was people for, were who, divided. Who was that girl at the Super or it was Ashley Simpson or something like that? I also I think yeah. part of it is because if you watched it last night. The look on his face, like he was trying so hard. So serious. So he was serious. So oh, serious. You know, uh, Michael Funch is just texting me this. Th- that's why I said there's a sweetness to it. No, there's more to it though. Do you know? That? No, he was uh, he I was mean, singing on behalf of uh, yeah, his late teammate Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Yes, but again, we're just we're just judging the actual musical performance here. Oh wait, hold on. No, I, I'm a, I'm because now I know why he's emotional. So Demarius well, Thomas is a teammate who died in 2021 from complications related to a seizure disorder. He yes. also had CTE. When they were teammates with, da- with Denver Broncos, they used to sing together on the sidelines. So he, this was obviously close to Thomas. It was a tribute to his late teammate. So now I can understand that soulness that you were coming through. But I, I like I said, like I feel like there's a sweetness to it and an innocence almost to like him being so... I don't, not the word like proud, but like, yeah. like he said he was trying He's so very sincere. hard. Yeah. Yes, that's very a good sincere. Yes. He said I knew he was going to be there with me when I was singing it. It meant so much. Not just singing the national anthem, but the moment I felt like I needed, especially before the speech. Like I'm not going to knock right, him because it's a hard song to sing. Let alone going with the piano. No, well Ooh. the piano didn't do him any favors. That's no, for that's sure because they were kind of playing off key. But like the internet was very very divided. People either were like. Oh, he's actually well, really good, and then the other half yeah, were he like, "Oh, that was also, bad." Also, I'm sure, like you know, in the moment when you're watching it, and you're t- nobody knew the Demarius Thomas part of it, right? Yeah. You right. just you just saw him there, and you heard him singing, and I think I think there's the expectation when somebody gets up to sing the national anthem that, like, especially if somebody you don't know as a singer, that you're gonna hear something amazing, and it was just kind of like, yeah. "Oh," <laughs> I think it was sort of the there was sort of like. <laughs> It's a good, oh, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's okay. a good way to look at it. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like a middle school dad type yeah. performance. I have, a, I have a worse one. You guys ready for this one? Okay. 
I, oh, heard, I didn't know where we're going here. <laughs> oh, jeez. Who's this? Fergie. 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 How do you not know that one, Beto? You're surprised I don't know these things? <laughs> oh, okay. there you go. She yeah, that had, like, one. LeBron laughing on the, the side. The best lines. part is like the yeah, like LeBron and Draymond Green trying to like stifle laughter as the whole thing was going yes, on. That was good. The Who video was she of that is amazing. Before? Uh, Josh Demel. Yeah. Oh, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Sorry, girl. I know, I know you a local girl and all, but that was bad. <laughs> Los Altos finest. Shout out, Kakiva. What up, Ronnie? So what up, Mayor? Your your girl not right. So bad. So you guys are both swiping right on Demarcus. Wade's I like it, man. It cool. yeah, look, I, it's gutty. You know? It's gutty. Like I said, it, it sounds better now than it did when I first watched it. Yeah. I just felt like I wanted to give him a hug when he was doing it because I wanted to be like, "Oh, you tried so hard, and it sounds so sweet, but you just missed the mark a little bit, buddy." Man, yeah. good for him. You need to be on American Idol. You need a little pat on the back. Yeah. For yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a All big right. dude. <laughs> so more than 1,400 of Freddie Mercury's personal items, including his flamboyant stage costumes, his handwritten drafts of Bohemian Rhapsody, and the baby grand piano that he used to compose Queen's greatest hits, are going on display in a free exhibition at Sotheby's London ahead of their sale. The vast collection of the singer's personal belongings had remained undisturbed in his West London mansion for 30 years until he died in 1991. So with these items all about to go on auction, I wanted to ask you guys, is there an artist whose belongings that you would ever want to own? Swipe left or swipe right, Beto. Oh, man. I, I'm not being the contrarian here. I'm not that being like that. I just don't like music that much. Okay, well, uh, let's say but no, but I'm, I'm a, any, I'm a play any along. celebrity, any artist. I don't or... like people. <laughs> you don't like, like dogs either. No, so who do you like? Not much. <laughs> Beer. Um, it depends. But no, um, like I don't collect things, right? You know what I collect? And this is an ego thing. All my credentials of everywhere I've I ever do gone. Too. No, that's cool though. I, I have the, the wallet credentials. No, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. Um, but as far as like, if I was like, I gotta get something of people or of musicians to go your way, I right, I'm gonna go with you. Uh, Vicente Fernandez, Ooh. who died last year, of hmm. fantastic. You know, for any Mexican you you've heard of, you've all we've all cried to him. So his kind of memorabilia. He has a ranch in, in Jalisco uh, that I really want to go and can. check out. Um, I had two opportunities, but it couldn't get done. But like one of those guys, because that would be a connection with my dad too. Hmm. All right, uh, Prince. If you ever, Ooh, oh, that's Prince. a good oh, one. Let's go. Anything of Prince. Anything. Prince, anything. Anything. Give me a Prince. Is he yeah. like your favorite ever? I, I don't know if he's my favorite ever artist, but I will tell you that I, I saw him. Remember he did those shows? Uh, he had like 25 forum. shows at the Forum. Yeah. And, you know, I went Sold to a couple of those. Out. I saw Prince two or three times live. And I will tell I'm you that so jealous. watching Prince live perform Purple Rain was damn near no. a religious experience. It was, it was, it's one of those things that you just never ever 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 forget with Apollonia where was she at yeah okay. I actually just found her Instagram the other day really <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go off off the road a little bit here because you just mentioned that it was a religious experience right mm -hmm. so I was actually talking with Morales on the way back from Rams camp last night about concerts and how I'm a, we're gonna be at Yamava next Friday Smashing Pumpkins is gonna be there and that was the first concert I ever went to was Smashing Pumpkins that one was not Tonight. like a life-changing performance however yeah. I was asking him like are there any that like you can remember that were and I said, like, sometimes, like, the artist, because I said, I want to see Taylor Swift, too, because I just want to know what all, like, the, like, what yeah, all the excitement Yeah, but I'm not going to pay that kind of money just You're to right. see what the excitement is about. You're right, that but part. if someone, like, invited me to go, like, I'd think about it, because, like, I feel like 
I want to go and see like what all the big deal is. You know what I mean? Like everyone's talking right. about how this is a religious experience. Like, and it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be an artist that you love personally for it to be one of those experiences. Would I you guys agree? No, I don't think so. Here's you don't like, think so? I think it does. Because like I would like I agree with you as, as far as like the Taylor thing. Because I have friends that I never thought would be there, and I was like, oh, okay, IG. Like they're they're letting people know, but I'm like. I think if you love the artist, it definitely helps. Um, I remember seeing Hootie and the Blowfish, right? And like seeing Hootie do let her. Are you Hootie? I, I am Hootie, actually. Um, but I respect. No, but uh, but, uh, but, <laughs> but seeing Hootie and the Blowfish do let her cry was pretty amazing to me. Like I, I liked Hootie. I didn't love Hootie, but it was a good time. What but you if you like, if you love the artist, then I think it's it's sort of next level. Like there's, uh, um, I would love Selena. Nah, that's I just, would. I would. For she didn't have enough to get going, man. No, she would have. Yeah. <laughs> I would have looked Selena. You're gonna have to fight now, but no, because you, yeah. you're gonna have to look, fight. Look, when somebody dies young, we like it's like, oh, it would have been so amazing. You never know. Her career might have sucked afterwards. Like you know, no, she, might, no. <laughs> no. Hey, she, she like hey. released songs post human. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, she was in her twenties. You know, some of these, real. some of these singers when they get to the forties, their stuff is trash. I mean, I do think. It's, I think that. I think. You know, I'm not gonna say she's gonna be trash, but I do think it's interesting to see where an artist's career would have gone, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you talk about what, 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 like Big, what would happen? Would Biggie have been Biggie, the same? Yeah. Right? Tupac, yeah. Tupac, would yeah. Tupac have been yeah. the same? Oh, you know, yeah. had, had Nirvana, Kurt yeah. Cobain, yeah, that's you know, a good one. I always wonder about that one. What, what would have happened if those artists had survived and, and kept making music? Yeah, there's a, like there's some people that I know. I, need, I like I, again, I'm not a concert guy, but I I want to see the Stones. Um, I want to here it is. All right. I want to go see Bruce Springsteen just to see what it's all about. Because when you work in baseball, all you the baseball writers love, are yes. in love the, Bruce they, Springsteen. They worship at the altar of Bruce Springsteen. Yes, if you have not seen him and you're a baseball writer, then what the hell are you doing? Well, like, you're not allowed to be a baseball right. writer. I, 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 think, I think that's part that's of membership. That's a qualification. Yeah. 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 To be yeah. in the Baseball Writers yeah. the, Association. The baseball Writers Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, uh, the BBWAA, yes. you better you uh, need you have to, you have to be a Springsteen I think you have to like name like your top three Springsteen songs. No, you have to tell how many times you've gone. Yes. I want to go see Bruce. Yeah. Like just to figure it out. You know? That's kind of how I am about Taylor Swift. Like I just want to see like what everyone talks about how amazing it is. You know, like I need to I feel like I have FOMO. Like I, I want to know what all the hype's about. She's doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, I'm not I'm not knocking the hustle, man. Not knocking the hustle. Yeah. You know, I've made it my personal policy that I don't say anything bad about an artist. If your fan base has a nickname, uh, I just uh, yeah. I don't watch over the hive. I don't. I don't. I don't. If one. your fan base has a nickname, yeah. I will not say anything bad about you. No. Nah. Yeah. Just ask Cappy about that. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> was it Riri's army or the Bay Hive that went after him? Both. Hey, don't oh. bring up the hive. Don't bring up Both. the hive, man. Bad girl, Riri. All right. Well, Radio <laughs> Tinder is presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available wherever fine tequilas are sold, or visit tequilamandala.com. Man, this uh, show's flying by. I was thinking the same thing. It's already 547. What happened here? Wild. Wow. We're, oh, man, this is what happens when you do show prep. All right, coming <laughs> up. Uh, look, I work in boxing, and this weekend there's a big fight. Nate Diaz, Jake Paul going after. I'm going to see what Marcus has to say about that, what Lindsay and Lauren have to say about that. That's coming up. And then maybe some more fantasy with Marcus Grant here on 710 ESPN. Uh... <laughs> Drop that. Drop that. Nah, B. He already knows. He already knows. Oh, okay, hold on. Before we get Marcus Grant in for uh, me, I'm in for Sedano. We're all in for Cap on 710 <laughs> ESPN. Uh, and the reason is you heard Usher right there, right? right. I, and then we brought it down quickly. Okay. Be- before anything, thoughts on Usher? I mean, it's all right. You know, uh, 
Go ahead. No, no, no. Just, no, whatever. We want to get no, your I mean, opinion. I don't, I, don't, I don't have any like strong feelings about him one way or another. I think he's got some bangers. Like, I, I, okay. you know, it's, it's cool. As a, what, have you ever met him? I have not. Have you ever heard any stories about him? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, other than you know, Kiki Palmer dancing at his concert, right. that's, oh, that, that caused a whole <laughs> that caused a whole thing. Yeah. So what what happened was what happened uh, was on this show, Laura and I and uh, Lindsay and we've all had interactions with Usher. Okay. Uh, or we've been in the room where there's been Usher interactions. And okay. He's not exactly the nicest guy. Like right now, everybody's bashing right. Sofia Vergara, and I say, how dare you, a bunch of haters? Right. Because don't you talk bad about her now that she's single at fifty one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, and she hot. And it's just, you hear it, hearsay, you don't know what's going on. It's right. always the people, you're like, you don't know what's going on. But I've been in the room, I saw the show, I'm like, oh, damn. You know when oh, they say don't meet your heroes? Like, oh, like, it's like that. I was huh? like, oh, we're all in the VIP here, bro. We're all VIPs. Come on, you're not the only famous <laughs> one in here, guy. Uh, but Laura's been in there in different settings. So, and this show, it's, uh, you know, it's, all right, Usher. Uh, so, Morale is playing Usher on purpose. That's just Elite mm. trolling mm. by Morales right mm. there. Would expect nothing less from well him. Well done. Well freaking done by Christopher Morales. We love CMM Spectrum. Beth the Ram, Marcus Grant. Follow him on Twitter, M-A-R-C-A-S. Uh, Neo's teammate here at 710 ESPN. First time we've met today. We've interacted yeah. on Twitter over the years. Uh, but the tweets coming in on the Circle of Trust, they love you, man. That's good. They I appreciate you. it. Uh, I think the best tweet so far has been... Um, Fantasy football is, talk is better than Taylor Swift talk. And yes, I'm taking my Taylor Swift dig right now. That's from the good guy at 818. And if you're good guy 818, then hey, you, you got to be true, right? There it is. All right. So, L- producer Lindsay is all about the events going on on the Ocho. The right? Ocho. And which I don't think it's on in here. It's not it? on the TV here. It's She said they're showing it on YouTube. No, it's not on the TV in there, but this is stuff that's like, you're, it's just a different no, event. I'm, I'm like seeing some CrossFit. I, I right, see that's CrossFit. part of the Ocho. Okay. That's, oh, okay. One of, that's the event that they're oh, airing right now. Oh, but CrossFit is legit. Like, that's CrossFit games. I, the, the games I mean, there are bringing. some things on there that are legit. Like, ah. there's like, you know, um, I don't know if you want to call adult kickball a legit thing. Yes. Um, Why not? The Table I, Hockey World Championships. But there are some like... like Major League Table Tennis. That's one of the things that's on there. All right. So, producer Lindsay. I mean, Lindsay. better than Pickleball. Uh oh! I think I've touched it. I've, everything was going so well, and now I, I don't think I'm gonna be invited back. Right I mean, you. no, you're good. It's just you know we had a little pickleball. We had a pickleball here tournament. And everybody season, got hurt. So. Here's the thing: pickleball as, a, as, a, as an activity is fun, but like now that people are trying to like invest in it and make pickleball a it's thing, weird. Like, that's, it's weird. Weird. That's, weird. <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. I'll give you that one. Right. Man, all right. So I, I said we're gonna talk about Nate Diaz, Jake Paul. We'll get to that right now. But some of these games right here. All right, they're replaying the 2020 USA Mullet Championships. The what? Okay. And then at 2 a.m., the 2021 U.S. Air Guitar Championships. ESPN <laughs> used to have ESPN Classics, and they got rid of that channel. How dare they? They, they could have had the U.S. Air Guitar Championships. Uh, the Jails Marble Runs? Foosball World Cup. I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I would, I would watch the Marble Run thing. Yeah, I, I, I kind of would watch that. Uh, the Microsoft Excel World Championship. You know what? Why is this in bold, Lindsay? Why did you put <laughs> that in bold? The I don't. I don't Microsoft have any, Excel no. championship. No, that's just like um. I guess it was the, the story that I got oh, from, like, so copied like, and pasted. And, you know, of course, the Excel championship. But that does sound really 7 cool. Actually, they're putting it at seven a.m. because only people know how to use Excel are up to seven a.m. Yeah, I mean, so what, they have to figure out like how to. Build the best formulas yeah. or something? What Arm Wrestling Reborn. I'm looking for St- Stallone in this one right here. That's super over the top. Yeah, over the top. That's super over the That's top. That's a great cheesy movie right there. Uh, Turf Wars Invitational Adult Kickball Championship. 
That's right. There you go. Uh, the wiffle ball all stars. There you go. I always wanted to play. Like it's funny because as a kid, you know, you played a lot of wiffle ball or whatever, right? Like yeah. you know, you grow up and you stop playing. And then I, mean, I picked. Why? I picked up a wiffle ball. Why stop playing? I, you know, because like all the guys I played with, we all moved away from to different places. Oh, okay. And I picked up a ball and tried to throw it. And, like I nearly dislocated my elbow. Don't tell me you were the guy that knew how to make a spin. Absolutely. Oh my god. Absolutely. All right. So in our high school team, there was a guy named Jerry Garcia. Couldn't throw because his arm was all bum. Mm-hmm. But give him a wiffle ball. Oh, he was spinning chill. around. Oh yeah. He nicknamed his pitches. He had the Tanner Twister. <laughs> he had all kinds of because he would make. Fun, he called. Uh, anyways, I, I don't think I should tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got to be PC in 2023. This ain't the 90s anymore. But yeah, that guy he sucks. Because because <laughs> he could do those things. Because he could do those things. Yeah. The real wiffle ball. I right? would totally play in the wiffle ball championships. Yeah. Would the, love to. You know, Banny Spence guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He does all the imitations. Oh my guy Gar on his book. Yeah, there is a book from Banning Stance Guy. Uh, the cover has a wiffle ball, like the nice, That's legit awesome. wiffle ball. All right, else there, uh, World Chase Tag 5, Lindsay? Oh, yeah, no, Chase, <laughs> Chase is legitimately fun to watch. I, I feel it's like ridiculous. I would want to play that one. I would want to be in tag. These folks are, like, good, too, because they're, like, climbing under bars and over stages. <laughs> like, it's it's ridiculous. All right. I got 500 here, 505, 520, 20, letting the rack. You have to say a cool word. Sold! I hear you, do I hear you? We got National Soccer Chip Day, National Water Balloon Day, followed by National White Wine Day, we got National Beer Day. I got the three. Can I hear anything for single work? Single work. Yup! Yup! Marcus definitely has a shot in that contest. Wisconsin Auctioneers Championship 2023. But why Wisconsin? Like, is there like a national champion? Like, do they have a state champion and they meet nationally or something? That's one that has an organized event. So, well, I mean, Wisconsin must have a lot of auctioneers. Like, that's what, you know, like, does Wisconsin meet up with Texas or something later? Like, uh, storage wars. Question. Anytime it's like, you know, we, we travel a lot. So, when right. you're in the hotels, I watch Seinfeld or The Office or Storage Wars. Storage Wars. Or Bar Rescue. Storage Wars, I love it because it's, yep, that guy Dave, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, auctioneers championship. You also got the Red Bull Paper Wings, uh, the Belt Sander Races, the Franklin Rock River Stone Skipping Competition. Can you skip that, some stones? I, I mean, Probably not good enough to be in a competition. I got one for you though. Okay. Golden tea. Golden tea. Just like spinning that yeah. ball as hard as was. See, but if you're gonna play golden tea, that's at 7:30 tomorrow morning. Uh, you I, gotta make sure you have a beer in your hand and you're at national. Wait, like the bar. people who play golden tea aren't up at 7:30 in the morning. Well, to be fair, these times are Eastern because that's what I was looking at. <laughs> so they're at four thirty in the morning. Oh, they're playing golden. No, Actually, you're, no, the you're, people are probably still up from the night. So before. you're still up. Yeah, you're still yeah. awake. You yeah. haven't gone they're to still bed playing yet. From yeah. last night, you're, yeah. you haven't gone to sleep yet. The old sports bar that was here in Southern California Nationals. They used to always have a golden tea in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you had a big Stein golden tea. Let's go. I mean, in a lot of places, if there's a golden tea, there was a line. There's a wait for golden oh, yeah. tea. <laughs> it's like, hey, this hot girl wants to talk to you. Nope, I'm Dude, next. My quarter, my quarter's <laughs> right here. I, I can't move. I gotta stay. He better stay, man. Oh, he better <laughs> stay. So that's on the Ocho. Right now they're showing uh, uh, what is it? CrossFit. I think, I think we're still on the CrossFit Yeah, I don't want to watch CrossFit because there's way too many buff people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I put the hoodie on to cover the pond top of this. <laughs> All right, so tomorrow, make sure you guys go to Irvine. UC Irvine is the site for Rams training camp. Steve Mason, Kirk Morrison, producer Lindsay. Pepe Montilla, they will all be there. Get your free tickets before they sell out at the Rams.com slash training camp. Be there or listen live from 4 to 7 for a Saturday special on 710 ESPN, the all-new ESPN LA app, and on YouTube at ESPN Los Angeles. Coming up, what you need to know, and we'll get into Nate Diaz and Jake Paul, Bethel Duran, Marcus Grant on 710 ESPN.